0: Welcome back to the second segment of episode 144 of Sold with Updike Pew. Before we go anywhere else, I want to go step back and mention Cynthia, oh, excuse me, Cynthia Pain, and for allowing us to look at her to to talk about her home. It was really an amazing home. We just got so excited. We didn't yeah. know what to do. It is a really there great home. There was so much to talk about on that house. I had six bullet points I didn't even get to on that. So. <laughs> it was. It is
1: a really it is a great home, great area of Dallas as well. So yes, thank you so much, Cynthia.
0: So what are we going to talk about in our second segment?
1: So it's very interesting. So every week we get a thing from Chris Christie who is the CEO of Ebby Holiday and Chris Bush Kelly. Brown. Chris Kelly. Thank you. Not me. the not the former governor of New Jersey. That's true. <laughs> um, and he does what is called a uh roadmap. And real estate roadmap. This week he talked um a little bit about a case study that was done by uh, a Bright MLS and it talked a about houses that were and houses that were not on MLS. And he just kind of briefly touched on it, but what he did was he provided a link to the entire study. And so it was so interesting that we thought, hey, let's take and kind of go through the study and then kind of bring out some of the information forward and kind of go over it because it is really critical
0: right now to kind of talk about this. Yes, and and to kind of jump to the end, if you don't mind, it is highly more profitable To have your home listed with a realtor and put in mls and it's interesting so i got a little skeptical
1: because texas is different so when they were talking about how to so before we go all the way into that the mls stands for multiple listing service Mm -hmm. and so bright is an mls as we mentioned at the beginning of the show is one of the large is the largest mls in the united states Mm -hmm. and it services three major metro areas and the metro areas are like Delaware, it's Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, D.C., and West Virginia. And that's, that's a lot of people. In fact, it's 95,000 members that they have. Mm. It's a bunch. It is a bunch. And this study that they did was a two-year study. So it was from 2019 to 2020. And we're trying to lay the groundwork so you understand that this wasn't just a tiny little pie, a little sliver. It wasn't just uh,
0: six months. It is an actual two-year time period. And one of the other important things that I think to point out is that the areas, the markets that Bright MLS serves are uh, public information areas where right. all of the sales are recorded in public records. In the state of Texas, we are one of, I think, six or seven still non-disclosure states where Correct. sales prices are not a part of public record.
1: Which is why at first I was really interested to read the study because I was like, well, how are they getting the data? And then it then it dawned on me because mm-hmm. we're, we're Texas and we're so used to sold data not being published that I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So basically they have access, to, access to this, but to go back to like, what were the parameters of this study? It was a large area over two years and it include all types of residential neighborhoods. So we're, or property. So we're talking about condos, waterfront mountains, suburban urban. Um, this is a really great mix.
0: Because we want to see it from all different angles and find out if there's something that's we're missing. And one of the things that they did that I thought really made a lot of sense was they they did filter some of the data out mm-hmm. because they could this the parts of it can be such anomalies in sales, um, like new construction was filtered out, foreclosures were filtered out, um, odd square footages. Uh, they what they did was uh, took. The outliers, uh, square footage, lot size, price per square foot, and closed price. And they filtered 1.5% on each end off of the study. Which is interesting because you and I did the same thing when we're pulling comps for our sellers. Mm-hmm. There
1: are always those large outliers that somebody's going to pay more because they happen to live right next to their sister mm-hmm. and so they will pay absorbently more than any other buyer out there
0: yeah and there were 440,000 sales used in this study which and I want to point out that's huge. huge that is
1: huge that is huge and that's what you want to see is a large case study not just 200 people that participated
0: mm-hmm. Um 75% of these were in MLS and 25% of the sales analyzed were not in MLS. Correct. Now, they could be listed with a realtor, but just not the owner, for whatever reason, decided they didn't want an MLS. Correct. They, so these are not – 25% of them are not unrepresented. It's just 25% of them were, did not go into the MLS.
1: So 74% of that 440 represents roughly 327,000 homes were put into MLS. Versus the 115 that were sold for sale by owner or in some other manner, but not through the MLS. And that's where the data really begins to shift is because there was a performance difference of almost 17%, with that 17% representing a higher sales price than were the those that were listed or not listed with MLS. And so when we look at it from a median, that would be like us saying that if it went for MLS, it sold for 310 and if it didn't go in MLS and it was comparable, it would sell for 265000
0: And that's a huge difference. Huge. I mean, when you're talking about that much money in, in a seller's pocket. It, and it really is because sellers are always thinking they're going to save on that
1: money. But at the end of the day, as we'll kind of talk towards the end of the show, there's other factors that begin to play into that as well. When we also looked at the study, they broke it down just a little bit further as far as square footage. And this is where it really like got... A little bit shaky is because if you think about a lot of for sale by owners i really think that it's on the lower end of the size that tries to sell it so homes that were between like 1250 up to 1700 square feet the difference between being sold on mls versus off lmls was almost 27 percent wow which is it's huge
0: that's yeah. a, over a quarter of the sales price mm-hmm. a quarter that is a lot of money so, putting um, other benefits of putting your house into the MLS include access to vendors. You broaden the scope of the pool of buyers that you get to expose your home to, 100%. which always makes sense. Um, you also are allowing your uh, your your agent to effectively negotiate on your behalf because there are many times that we negotiate with multiple buyers uh, agents. And at the same time, and you don't get that many times if you're not in MLS and you don't have that broad exposure. The other thing, too, is that
1: negotiating is a skill set. And knowing how one portion of the contract can push the other portion of the contract and make it become um, a leveraging point is very uh, unique. And if you're only selling a house every eight years, Mm -hmm. you're not going to know the nuances and how the pressure points. And then… Lastly, I think timing is one of those things, not understanding the timing can really be critical at what becomes an expense on your side versus what
0: becomes an expense on the buyer side. Mm-hmm. And it can get expensive. Absolutely. So. so if you'd like to have more information about the study, maybe there's a couple of data points that we didn't hit that you have interest in, just reach out to us, let us know, we'd we'll be happy to, to provide the information for you and, and you know share with you what all we found about it yep so join us
1: next wednesday for another episode of with without bike view here on facebook live at noon and also on our youtube channel and just remember we want to be a realtors for life